What's up, buddy? Welcome to the AJ Bucon podcast. This is episode uh, 33, I believe. Um, getting back in the groove here after my last episode that hardly anybody listened to. I don't know what's going on with that. It was a solo endeavor, but it's all right because I had to get some stuff off my mind. And, you know, sometimes you just have to do that. But I have another special guest here today, uh, kind of closing out the school year, telling the stories of students that I have at Central. You know what I mean? I think it's good to do that. I have a really special guest here. Um, It is Connor Blair. I'm joking. I don't want any hate mail from his mother. I'm sorry. It's not. Well, yeah. Anyhow, it's Cooper Blair. Cooper Blair is the guest. Is my guest today. He is um, an incredible athlete. Um, track team. How many years now? Uh, four years. You've been central. running four years of central. Yeah. But More, before that, I've been running since I was nine. Nine, nine years, years old. old. Um, participating in various types of Olympics across the, the country and around yes, the world, um, getting ready to graduate this year. Um, just an all-around good guy. Am I missing anything? I think you said it pretty well, and I thank you for that. So there's nothing else I have to talk about? Nope. See, that's what I was trying to get at. Yes, that's the attitude that I like. Here's the thing. I'm going to tell you about Cooper, but then we're not going to talk about it anymore. Okay, sound fair? Yep. Cooper was born... Uh, with wait a minute, let me see if I got it right. I want to yep. see if I say it right because I did my homework. All right? I'll, I'll let you go. I'll All right, go. because if you haven't listened to the um, X Hour podcast uh, that they did here at school about him, it's an incredible podcast. I'm going to sell, you know, say it again. Listen to it because Cooper talks all about his life, and I want to talk about something a little bit different. But he was born with amniotic band syndrome. Correct. It's when, like, when he's in his mother's womb. Yep. His arm, and I'm not sure about the bands, but I guess your arms and your legs were like in bands. Yeah. Or were they tied together or like? It was like the fluid kind of wrapped around. Gotcha. So I got like scars on that you could see on my like right. arms and legs. And so when he was born, his, his mother and father had a lot of choices to make about like, you know, what to do with that. And they went to John Hopkins and, mm-hmm. and all kinds of stuff. Eventually, your mother and father decided that you had to have your leg, the bottom beneath your knees. Yeah, it goes... It goes a little bit down past my knees. Right. It'd be my feet and ankles they took out. Right, right. Uh, and, you know, I was reading an article about you that was on Wee Lunk, and, you know, it was your mother had said that they just wanted you to be able to run and play and do things like the way, you know, every other child would have, would be able to do. And you've been able to do that beyond probably what they ever anticipated. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so, yeah, um, it's just an incredible story, and I think I don't think there are a lot of people who don't know who you are, don't know your story. There, you know, is that fair to say? Yeah, I guess, and I, guess, um, yeah. I was thinking, like, so here I was. I was saying, like, your mother and father they kind of yelled at me when I was downstate in Charleston. <laughs> your mother, like this, she's like a rabid, like. Um, mother lion you know what i mean yeah that's my mom you didn't let my cooper said you didn't let him oh you won't let him be on the podcast i was like now wait a minute mrs blair and i'm going into a basketball game i'm like mrs blair why are you like getting all over my case about this (laughs) well you cooper said that he wanted to be on your podcast we like your podcast but we don't he said you wouldn't let him be on i said that's not what i said and she's like well what was it i was like and your dad's just standing there going Please let her stop. Please let her stop. Am I right that I characterize that right? Yeah, okay. pretty much. Yeah. Okay. And I was like, here's the thing, Mrs. Blair. He was already on X Hour podcast. And it's it's not a rivalry, but they did such a good job on that. I said, What 
Mrs. Blair, what could I possibly add to that other than retelling a story again? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so that was kind of like, as we were like talking before about like how God's got like stuff, like puts these ideas in your head yeah. and like, you know, and I was like, I didn't want to do another podcast where you are talking about, you know, Paralympics yeah. and everything else. Just I thought, myself again. Yeah, because like to me, and I, I'm just going to be upfront with you. Um, I guess it's like, I'm going to get kind of deep here. And if I get off track or if I offend you or anything, just no, you're good. You're good. I just like, like for you, I want to see, like, I came in this year and I knew like what you do and I know that you run and everything. I never, like, I remember like watching you like last year and stuff and like being up in the stands and taking off your legs <laughs> and holding them up. And I'm like, what's going on here? Are we going to be talking about his legs all the time next yeah. year? And, and I thought about that and I was like, I'm going to put myself in Cooper's situation. Do you ever think, and this is just this kind of rhetorical. Yeah. And I was saying, does Cooper ever think there's more to me than my legs? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because so much of you is wrapped up in that clearly because mm -hmm. it's everything. It's who you do. But it's, it's, it's not who you do. It's who you are. Yeah. And it's, it's part what, of me. It's part of you. Yeah. But. Do you ever say, you know, there's more to me than just this guy that is participating in Paralympics? Tell me, tell me if I'm if I'm off base or is that kind of something that you ever wondered? So like sort of on, but not completely. I okay. kind of like to look at it as mm -hmm. just there's also more to me than that. But mm -hmm. I also do know it's part of me. Right. It's never mm -hmm. something that's just going to be gotten rid of. There's never just a right. half and half. Right. So I learned just combine the mm -hmm. two. I can use this to more of an advantage than a disadvantage. Mm -hmm. So I kind of use it as ways to connect with people, mm -hmm. ways to help, I guess, even motivate people. Because mm -hmm. I, I sometimes I don't even do anything and someone will just randomly see me and tell my dad that yeah. they got motivated. Mm -hmm. So I just kind of try to make it the best of both worlds yeah. almost. But I also do think there is more to me than just you know yeah. my prosthetics. But I think my prosthetics and being like this is what helped make that other side of me too. Right. Because I've been able to go through things, been able to see things mm -hmm. that a lot of other kids might not have went through, saw, right. been able to like right. be blessed with to do almost. Right. So it's formed the other side of me cool. to become who I am too. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, because I think it's like I, I always wondered that. And I was always like, even in class, and I was like, I don't want to talk about this, but I don't want, I'd want to talk about it, but I don't want to talk. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, I don't know. And it's like, I think nowadays in society, uh, I think we kind of tiptoe around things and we don't want to offend people. We don't yeah. say, and so that's kind of where I was on it. But I'm glad you, you said that. So anyhow, don't want to talk about like yep. running and like what it feels like to run on the prosthetics and the basics. I don't want to talk about that. Can we not talk yeah, about that, that today? Are you be okay with that? I'm I just totally want to talk about Cooper and how you look at the world. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And the influences that you've had in your life. Does that make sense? Yes. All right. So um, here's the thing. Cooper, and I, I, if you've never met him, I know a lot of people, you know, probably see him like on, um, you know, on ESPN and um, WTOV9 and, you know, it, it, he's pretty famous. No, he's a good guy. No, but in all, in all seriousness, he's a really great guy, an incredible disposition, a kind person, friendly person that goes beyond, I think, what a lot of people see. On a regular basis and so i think most people who encounter you instantly see the kind of person you are okay mm -hmm. so anyhow um 
I wanted to kind of talk to you a little bit about just some of your influences in your life. And I'm going to be honest, I'm not, I don't want to be creepy or anything like that. Okay. But like, you know, after your mother, like, you know, yelled at me yeah. there, I said, okay, I have to now friend her on Facebook <laughs> <laughs> just to show that I'm okay. And so anyhow, I friended her. And then, you know, when you friend someone on Facebook, you automatically yeah, start seeing all their you want to scroll through a little bit. Yeah, I'm like, okay, who is this psycho woman? She's not a psycho <laughs> woman. Please, I'm not saying you're a psycho woman. Don't get, you know, don't get anyone out. But anyhow, so, well, so, yeah, there was all this stuff that that I was seeing. And, and some of the stuff is, like, really interesting because it, like, this whole year, like, for me with the podcast has, I, you know, kind of, like, redefined a little bit who I am um, because I like this idea of, like, everyone has a different kind of story that they're telling and, you know, we gain meaning from our lives and we write our own story and, you know, as you know, we live a great yeah. story. Um, and so it, just some pictures that like, that showed up on there. And I, I'm going to talk about this one, kind of this one first, because this is my first um, thing with Cooper. This is the one, um, but can you, this, I'm going to describe it to everyone who's listening because we're not video recording this, but um, it's a picture of you. You're kneeling down. I guess it's at a race. Where do you remember where this race? This is? was at um, UCLA. Okay, University. Yeah. All right. This is University University of UCLA. Right? Yeah. Oh, uh, well, down in yeah, okay. Los Angeles. Right. Okay. Um, what's the event that you're? I mean, what is the um, moment that's going on here? I mean, I know it's a track meet, but like, what is the track meet? Uh, so this meet was to qualify, uh, like a national meet for one of the Paralympics World mm -hmm. Games back mm -hmm. when I was going into around eighth grade. Mm -hmm. So I was really young at that time and mm -hmm. wasn't like necessarily figuring I was going to be on that team at such mm -hmm. a young age because I could qualify for juniors, not the mm -hmm. um, worlds, but I was just out there trying to get more exposure. Okay. And so how old are you in this picture? I would have been 13, maybe 12 get or 13. Out. Okay. So I'm okay, going into eighth grade. I think. All right. Wow. So anyhow, it's a picture of Cooper. He's, um, it's, I, I, I think it's an iconic picture. Iconic meaning like it transcends, it's going to transcend time. There's more to it than like there's, it says, has so many different messages in it, um, which is really cool. I just, I love this picture um, simply because like it, he's kneeling down. So I guess it's, it's the starting gates. Yeah. Uh, starting, 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 starting blocks. And he's kneeling there and, you know, you can see the prosthetic legs and, you know, that's all, that's all, that's all part of the story here. But then you have like a, a a quote from Philippians, St. Paul of the Philippians, is that right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I can do all things through Christ who's strengthened, who strengthens me. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, did you put this together or somebody else put it together? That was actually my mom putting it together. Okay. But that was a verse. I have a few verses that I've always mm -hmm. liked since a young age, uh, like three main mm -hmm. ones. And that was one that I always found was, I know it's like kind of, foretold as like the generic athlete quote but i was able to look at it and i feel like almost a different way when okay. i was younger with that quote sure sure so is that why your mother put it on there yeah okay yeah because she's always known that, I've yeah. that quote. it's just um i think to me it like if and i agree with you i know yeah i see what you're saying like it's sometimes like a considered generic athlete quote and that's fine but i think you could take something like that and really make it personal in terms of you and mm -hmm. i think that's what's going on here with that um can you talk to us about like a time in your life when you know this quote like a time when you really needed god to come into your life and really strengthen you like a time when you were at your weakest because you have um 
you seem to be unflappable. Like nothing seems to bother you. Mm -hmm. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. Um, great disposition, great attitude. Nothing ever seems to bother you at all. Um, I don't know if you internalize it or, or what, but can you just talk to us about a time when you really faced a challenge and like this really applied to your life? Um, so one thing I can think of is a few years back, there was this quote and there was another quote. And I think I wrote about it in one of your classes. Okay. And it was a quote from Isaiah, if I'm correct. And it was, uh, for I know the plans I have for you, plans for you, prosper you, mm-hmm. and you know, all that quote. Right. Um, that was one that I really looked at because there was a time where I was comfortable with who I am, comfortable that I'm an APT, comfortable just with my whole self, but I was questioning it at the same time because I've grown up being close to God and I've grown up knowing that it's okay to ask questions mm-hmm. about him, to him, to anyone. Right. So I was just curious, why? Why was I like this? And I was kind of reaching in and feeling kind of low because I didn't know why. And you kind of mm-hmm. feel like, not that you lost purpose, but you just want to know what your purpose is. Right. What are you here for? Mm-hmm. So I found some of these quotes and that for I know the plans I have for you is one that really hit me because I was just thinking, what are my plans? Why w- was I like this for a reason? Was it just some accident? Because nothing's really an accident when I right. look at it. Everything, everything happens for a reason. And then I saw that quote and it just kind of hit me and I almost started to break down. I was like, he knows the plans he has for me. He knows why I was like this. He did. He did it for a reason, okay. you know. So that was a quote that really hit me. I'm like, this happened for a reason. I, he knows the plans for me. I just have to trust his plans. Mm-hmm. And then I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me is something that stuck with me growing up because when I was younger, um, the doctor said I'd never be able to really walk, mm-hmm. never be able to really run, anything like that. They said I'd just mm-hmm. walk with a gait. So when I saw that at a young age, I was like, the doctor said I can't do this, mm-hmm. but God says I can do this. Good. In this verse, he says I can Mm-hmm. doctor said i can't who am i going to listen to some guy on earth or am i going to listen to the guy that created me created this whole world mm-hmm. so i chose to listen to the man upstairs the guy who created me and everything is possible through him so i knew i can do this i can walk i can run i can be whoever i want to be so so do you know what the plan is yet yeah pretty much oh, i mean right. it's hard to like necessarily know yeah. like your exact plan mm-hmm. but a way i like to look at it is um I can use kind of my story, which isn't like I know people with a lot worse stories than I've had when it right. comes to the whole missing limbs and stuff. But I can use it to kind of influence people towards Christ okay. is something that I've always found that I like to do. I've spoken at a few churches around mm-hmm. the valley, and it's right. something that I really feel passionate about mm-hmm. because I can kind of start out with the whole, you know, amputee stuff right. and use that part mm-hmm. of me to almost draw people in. Right. And they connect to that. And then I can use the side mm-hmm. of me, the human side of me, like the actual side of me, yeah. who I am, mm-hmm. to help connect with people yeah. even more. I can see that because, like, to me, um, I can just visualize you because I've never heard you give a speech or anything like that before. But I can see, like, people, an audience sitting there going, oh, like, like a certain level of uncomfortableness mm-hmm. because, like, people are going to feel sorry for you. Yeah. Right. You know, I mean, let's, let's be honest about that. Um and they're like, I don't know if I want to hear this. I don't want to hear this. But then as I gradually get to know you, I think, like, to me, it's probably similar to what my experience has been. Eventually, you don't even look at the legs or anything mm-hmm. anymore. It's just like, 
it's you. And so like you, your message and your story comes out. And so like by giving these speeches, you kind of, the legs are allowed, you know, the legs and the prosthetics are allowing you to tell your story, which yeah. is really interesting. So yes. um, I think we have like, you know, the big thing about like, you know, telling your story is like, I think we have like in our lives, yeah, it's one big story, but we all have like little different chapters and yeah. little different lessons that we learn. And so as I was creeping around on your mother's Facebook mm -hmm. again, I came across <laughs> this picture. She's going to, she's going to block me. Is she going to block me? <laughs> uh, I doubt it. Uh, she, I'll find out when I get home and you post this, she might be like, eh, those are Yukon guys kind of weird. I know, yeah. She I, won't. <laughs> I don't do that. I don't creep on other people's pages like that. It's just like, I just <laughs> think just like, like Facebook, they just, I don't know. I just, I know people hate it for certain reasons, but I think sometimes it, you see the things that you need to see mm -hmm. when you need to see them. You know what I mean? I think that's what this is. So anyhow, your mother, this was on April 23rd. Yeah. Okay. It's a picture. I'm going to describe it and then I'll kind of read what she wrote. <laughs> she's, she's really, she'll be all right. Um, it's a, let me describe the picture. It's a picture of you. Um, it's after a race. She's, she's standing. This is your mother here. Right? Yeah. She's standing there. Um, you really can't see her face. You can't see your face, but it's like all you, you can see that like what's going on there. And again, it's one of those, like to me, based on kind of what she wrote there, it's one of those iconic pictures again. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's like, I think in our lives, we had different times when we pictures tell a story. And so like knowing you and knowing your mother and father a little bit more, I think I'm kind of seeing like this story that, that may be playing out right in front of us. So anyhow, all right, so it's a picture of you. You're, you're, it's after a race, um, and you're over there, and it, you look to be really exhausted, and you're leaning on your mother. I guess she is looking at something on her phone, and, like, I know she's not texting. She's probably just checking time. Yeah, she's trying like to that. pull up the results. The results. The stuff like that. All right, yeah. So, and anyhow, so it's really it's a cool picture, but then she says, um, this is what she wrote, if I may. Yeah. All right, here we go. It says, I could list so many reasons why I love coaching, but this has to be the best moment of every meet. Uh, Cooper Blair coming across the finish line, finding me, leaning on me to balance and asking how'd I do. Our meets may be numbered, but this moment I will have and hold on to for a lifetime. Then she thanks um, Janie, Janie Husick. Husick for capturing this pic. pick, pick, pick. What do you iconic like, what do you think about that picture and like what your mother wrote um i thought it was really cool because like after every race you know i'm dead tired and i always want to know how i did because what athlete doesn't want to know how they perform after mm -hmm. they perform uh so i always run over straight to my mom and with my blades mm -hmm. i can't really balance too well on them just standing still mm -hmm. so i always have to lean on someone and my go-to is my mother and when I kind of look at the picture and just think about it, it's like I'm balancing on my mom literally and almost like figuratively, mm -hmm. if you get what I mean. Because I lean on my mom for and balance on my mom for almost everything in life. Um, my mom, uh, she's someone I just balance on mm -hmm. my whole life. She's my, you know, my rock, you could say. She mm -hmm. helps keep me staying up. If it wasn't for her, then I probably would have fallen over. Mm -hmm. multiple times and I wouldn't be in the position I am or mm -hmm. 
who I am. If you kind of get what I mean by the mm-hmm. whole seeing it in two different ways. Oh, I'm an English teacher. Dude. That's, That's what, what I was thinking talking about. Yeah, I, I was thinking clearly... I learned from your class. And oh, I like, can see that. Oh, definitely. Go I'm ahead. like just yeah. lo- like looking at the picture. You can I can kind of mm-hmm. see it myself, like balancing on her there. And then I think about through my whole mm-hmm. life how I'm not actually you know hand on her shoulder mm-hmm. balancing on her, but mm-hmm. I'm balancing on her to stay up yeah. throughout life. Mm-hmm. And you're bigger than she is. Mm-hmm. You know, which makes it even like, like to me, you're probably physically stronger than your mother. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's still like this, you know, it's that literal strength and a figurative strength. And that's what I think that yeah. you you get from your mother. And again, just kind of like, again, creeping on your mother's page. <laughs> just, it, it's ironic that it's this like Mother's Day weekend, isn't it, that I'm creeping on you? She says, <laughs> a mother, and she posted this there. She said, a mother's job is to teach her children not to need her anymore the hardest job part of that job is accepting success i think and it's it's kind of um it's it's such a good quote because it's like i don't think you get it um unless you really start thinking about that this idea of like like to me as a teacher you know i'm just kind of frame it this way i think parents are teachers Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Um, for sure they instruct they instruct them and like in some ways particularly like kind of where we are in terms of central i think teachers can't are kind of like the somewhat parents uh, yeah of, i feel that way sometimes they I, have a closer I, connection with the students yeah yeah, yeah. i think and i think we're kind of like the extension of parents sometimes how we're, we don't take the place of parents by any means but um i think there's kind of an extension there that you know we want to make sure that we are representing the values and beliefs of, of parents and it's like to me um you always wonder like what are they going to do when they leave the door you know when they're not coming through your classroom anymore and like for you you're going to be graduating yeah you're going to be going to wherever it is that you decide to go yeah. and um you're not going to need her as much you know what i mean you'll still need her but um what do you think um is the biggest lesson that you've learned from your mother um, that you're like, I don't need her to teach me that lesson anymore. I think I, I got, I've learned that lesson. It's the biggest thing I've ever learned from her and I don't need her to teach. She can be a reminder of me, right? Reminder to me of that lesson, but I learned that lesson a long time ago. And it's one I always carry with me. Oh, uh, one thing I do think she needs to teach me is probably how to do the laundry before I move out. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I think, something i need you to do your own laundry yeah nope yeah that's one thing i do rely on my mother for still so that's probably one thing she might have to teach me you don't know how to put laundry in i mean i've done it but like a few times but not like she wants to help you yeah yeah she, she wants, wants to make your life a little easier yeah. so you can enjoy life yeah you know her but um yeah. apparently you do know her because you've been yes. creeping all over yes <laughs> but you know I, I yeah i think it's like yeah like how many th- more things do you have to learn from her or is this like is she able to look at you now and say like I think I've taught him everything he needs to know. And are you a reflection of her? You know what I I mean? I think she's definitely helped Mm -hmm. build my character of how to stay strong and not let anything, you know, Mm -hmm. grab a hold of me and really weigh me down. Mm -hmm. Because looking at my mother throughout her life, she's been through many different um, struggles Mm -hmm. throughout her life. Which some like, you know, personal struggles I I wouldn't mention. And some Mm -hmm. I don't even know. But I have noticed that my mom has Mm -hmm. been through quite the battles throughout her Mm -hmm. life, especially 
throughout up until her life and then up until when my life came around because mm-hmm. you know how you like how you said a parent feels that certain connection with mm-hmm. their um son daughter mm-hmm. when i was just a child and i wasn't feeling anything she basically felt all that pain mm-hmm. that i felt right. so she felt all the struggles she had to go up until then and then mm-hmm. she felt struggles through that right and probably felt like it was her fault that this was happening mm-hmm. and it wasn't her fault at all and i know that she's been through so much so that if she can go through this i can go through right. this like you said physically i'm i'm bigger stronger right. but mentally she's got a very high mental mm-hmm. strength stronger than me and that's something i look up to every day mm-hmm. and try to just be as mentally strong as her cool. so obviously she's i think has done a pretty good job i try to not let stuff bother me but i see how strong she can be throughout different situations and how she always cares for others mm-hmm. i've noticed um she takes care of whoever no matter what she's always taking care of my friends if they need something um my grandpa has been going through a bunch of different stuff right now and it's her father-in-law and she's down there every single day taking care of him you know spending her time taking care of him taking care of others taking care of me taking care of him taking care of my sister taking care of my dad she takes care of everyone along with dealing with her own mental physical struggles so that's something I've always tried to learn from her that she just basically teaches by example. Right. She leads by example there. She obviously instills it in me, but when you see someone actually put into action what they say, it means a lot more than just hearing it from them. Cool. So I see what all she does, and I just want to be able to take care of others and be as strong as I can, just like her. Absolutely. And I think you will. I think you will. Okay. So I, I agree with you. I, I don't think I could have said that any better. Um, I think it's really incredible. So last thing I want to bring up, and I, I think there's something more to this, but I'm not sure what it is. Cause I, I, I it, she posted it on, um, on her Facebook and there's just the message there. And I, you know, again, we talked about like God speaking to us and there's a message here and I'm not sure what it is. I think there's context that's missing. And that's what my last episode was about, like context. Like mm-hmm. we don't always understand what's going on unless we understand the big picture. So it's this um, meme that has this really long quote on, I'm just going to read it for everyone. And then maybe you can tell us why she put it up there. Um, it's called from my seat on the sidelines. Okay. Maybe, just maybe, there are people behind those uniforms who struggle each and every day to find their identity, who don't know what to do with a free hour or two other than nap if they aren't at practice or weight room. Maybe, just maybe, we as adults need to step up and learn how to let our kids be kids once in a while. So the next time you see a kid strike out or get upset about a bad pass or bad call, maybe, just maybe, we can put our, our arms around them, show them empathy, and lift them up. After all, they are human. Or maybe they are just robots in uniforms that have been trained for years and years. A lot in that. Mm-hmm. Why would your mom post that? Do you know? I mean, I don't know if you know that. But. Uh, yeah, so... We we talked about this the other day, and I just want to say a few things before I really get into it. Mm-hmm. I just want to thank my parents because they've never been someone who's gotten on me. If I mess up in a race or when I played basketball, if something bad happened, they'd help encourage me to get better. But they were never parents that were like the harsh, strict, screaming parents about sports, but they were mm-hmm. teachers almost. Um, mm-hmm. 
but me and my parent or me and my mom, we were actually coming home from practice. We had to stop at Walmart to get this mop for my mom. So we were just talking. A mop? Yeah. So we were talking <laughs> as we were getting that mop. Isn't it weird when you're driving home, you're like, hey, I, I got to stop and get a mop. <laughs> I, I okay. Was, <laughs> I was like, seriously? I was just trying to get home. But mm-hmm. we um, were talking about this. I think it was a softball player from a university who just committed suicide because of all the stress mm-hmm. that an athlete faces, a student athlete, because they hear people from the sidelines say stuff, or it's just almost who you are outside of a sport. So that's something I ended up getting into a good conversation with my mom with, which was just actually really recently. So I'm glad you kind of brought this up because we never, I haven't really said that to anyone. We've just been talking, but she wanted to make sure and talk about my identity outside as an athlete Mm -hmm. because like you said earlier when i was nine years old i got into track and now i'm 18 so it's been a good bit of years of just running training and my whole goal has been these paralympics Mm -hmm. and my mom just wanted to talk to me about outside of athletics if you know you make the paralympics a couple years and then your track days are over or something happens and your track days are over, do you know who you are? Do you, what is your identity outside of that? Because there are athletes who, once they achieve their main goals, they just shut down almost. They don't know who they are outside of that sport. They achieve their goal and then they shut down. They think there's nothing left for them after that. So it was just something I I really was able to sit down with my mom with. So another thing about how my, I balance on my mom and how my mom impacts me is she likes to remind me who I am outside of an athlete and just make sure that I know who I am. And so really, we really sat down about that. And it was just a short talk, um, a conversation on the way home. I was just telling her, I think I do know who I am outside of an athlete. I obviously have been training for years, had had these big goals, but I know that I am a person. I'm not a robot just behind a uniform. Um, this stuff does get to me when I hear people on the sidelines. Usually it's all good things, but if someone says something bad, you know, it gets to me, it gets to other athletes. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I'm human, they're human. So I'm just trying to think of how to put all this. Um, I know who I am. I know that I'm a person. I know that I have friends that I can rely on and friends that rely on me too. I know I have family that I can rely on and family that rely on me too. So having friends and family are good counter for these sports because after that's all said and done who am i i know i have friends that i need to help take care of and that can help Mm -hmm. take care of me i have family the same way and i have god that's going to give me another he's going to throw something new at me i'm 100 positive it's going to be like why don't you go do this i'm just like help let's get out there so some a lot of people don't understand that these kids are more than athletes Mm -hmm. they are more than just kids out there for entertainment purposes they have actual lives they have responsibilities they have personalities i know they're out there some people like the pros are out there for entertainment Mm -hmm. but they're people right so and these people need to find their identity right here it says who struggle each and every day to find their identity and that's something that's big because a lot of these people just Mm -hmm. Truly, do not know their identity. Sports are their identity, mm-hmm. and people look at them and they think sports. People look at me and they think track. So my mom wanted to make sure that that's not getting to me. That everyone just thinks of me as the amputee blade runner. Yeah, like you said earlier, that yeah. people 
Right. So it's good to hear like from you yes. that you yeah. see mm-hmm. are able to see me as more than just right. And the closer you get with people like my friends, mm-hmm. they don't they don't see me as the amputee mm-hmm. runner. Mm-hmm. They know that's part of me, mm-hmm. but there's more to me. Right. So I think mm-hmm. people really need to look for the more in others. Right. Besides just their main mm-hmm. aspect, mm-hmm. people have their little chapters in life, mm-hmm. like you said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think, you know, and what it gets me is, yeah, it is about athletes. But like to me, I think this is kind of like you and, you know, we were talking early about like what God's purpose is for you. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is what it is. You know what I mean? Maybe it's like it's not a purpose I don't think is always glamorous. Mm-hmm. so to speak. It's not always like being on sports center or getting a claim or being in the newspaper. It's like sometimes our purpose is just like how we treat one another. Mm-hmm. And so like even this, like, yeah, it's about athletes. I get it. But like, what if it's just young people in general? Like, you know what? Like nowadays we have so many issues like with social media, um, whether it's Snapchat or TikTok or Twitter or Facebook and like, people are always like criticizing people and like the images or what they're doing. And we don't always see what's underneath. And I think it's, it's, it's challenging to be able to do that. And I think that's maybe like, you know, if you, you know, if you do anything beyond, you know, high school, if you, if you even track, if the one thing I think you can say is like, you know what, I treated people like, like dignity and like with people as people that had, um, problems as people that maybe walked a different path than I did, mm-hmm. um, had different weights thrust upon them, had different like conflicts in their own mm-hmm. stories. Um, if you can help kind of continue to persuade people about that and like be that role model for other people, then maybe it's, you know, that's kind of your purpose. And like, yeah. maybe it's like, if you can influence them, them in that way, you know, even outside of track, because I think that's that's who you are. That's who your identity mm-hmm. is. So yeah. anyhow, um, it's treat yeah. people mm-hmm. like people, yeah. not mm-hmm. like athletes. Yes, almost. Mm-hmm. not like entertainers. Right, right, yeah, absolutely. So hey, I thought it was really weird this morning. I woke up and I was like, because I had this plan. As I told you before, I had this plan, and like God was, um, you know, it was like, oh, okay, this is what you need to do with this. Because I wanted to talk to you about this stuff, and I was like. I couldn't find the thing to kind of pull it all together. And you know what the thing is that pulls it all together? It's Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, like, you were talking about that. And, like, you were talking about how, like, your mother, like, helped you out and, like, even does that. My mother is 93 years old. 93 mm-hmm. years old. She has, like, oh, gosh, I think probably two or three years ago, she actually went under, underwent chemotherapy because she had cancer at 90, like, 93, which is, like, mind-boggling yeah you know i'm like what the i don't know like if i were 90 if i would even want to try to do that yeah like i get exactly (laughs) what you mean because chemo is not fun and it's just no it's not and i was like oh my gosh and this was like right like i think god kind of made it sure that if she were going to do it she did it and she did it like finished it a year before covid Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because when COVID happened, like no one could go in and out of the hospital. It was just like, yeah. Because I'm like, if this had happened when she had, you know, Lord knows. But mm-hmm. um, it was just funny because I came home. This is just my story. And then um, it's kind of like a Mother's Day story. I think like mm-hmm. this episode has been about Mother's Day. Yeah. You know? So I want to end telling a story about my mom. Yeah, that's okay it. with you. Yeah, of course. Um, so anyhow, I, I came home. It was like, 
I think it was two Fridays ago. And like, I always go home like school year right now. I'm like, and everyone knows, like, I am exhausted. My arms are hurting. Like, I, you see me wearing my braces. Like, he's yeah. just making, I said, no, it's seriously, I have some serious physical problems <laughs> with this. And I, and I would go back and like, I would just go back to my room and I would be like, not like, it just sounds like I'm a child, but anyhow, so, yeah, <laughs> I go back to my room, I'd be texting or talking on the phone. And I was like, I was so stressed out all the time. I couldn't like dial back. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've ever, like, you get so stressed and just like, you just can't relax. I can't relax. Point. And so like, I was just, you know, and like uh, I was sitting there in my bed, just like phew, the dog jumped up on the bed and he's sitting there beside me. Cause that's what dogs do, mm -hmm. you know? And then my mother came in and she woke me up and I was like, mom, you scared the shit out of me. <laughs> and she's like, well, I just wanted to make sure you were okay. I said, what do you mean by that? I says, well, I've just noticed you've been coming home a lot and like, you've just been stressed out and like, I just want to make sure you're okay. And I was like, and then so as she's talking to me about this, my dog gets up and he's like sitting on my chest and mm -hmm. like, he's looking at her and licking at her and licking me. And it was just this weird like moment. You know what I mean? I was like, here she is 93 years old asking her, you know, I don't want to tell you, you know what I'm saying? You're, he's gonna tell it's like saying, are you okay? And I said, no, I'm fine, mom. I'm just really stressed out at school. Um, it's my busy time of the year. I got AP exams, more time writing to grade all the time. I'm just really tired and I'm just tired. And mm -hmm. I don't know how much longer I can keep on teaching. And I just said, I said, you know, it's like, and I've been teaching for like 32 years. I'm just really tired. And so she says, well, if you need anything, you just let me know. And then she left. And it's kind of like, you can see your mom doing something like that. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And that's kind 100%. of what mothers do. Like they're, they let you go, you do your thing, but in the end, they're always going to be there for you. It's that you motherly know? instinct. That yes. And they know that something's wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's mother's day. Um, I'm going to let you give a happy mother's day to your mother and all the mothers out there. If you want to, I'll say happy, happy mother's day, mom. And to, I'll say to my grandma, Gigi and there nanny and, I love you guys and all the other mothers. I just want to say thank you for everything you do for your children. I know I really appreciate it and everyone else really appreciates the love and support you provide us. Absolutely. And hey, I want to thank all of my mom too. Thanks for getting on my nerves all the time and <laughs> checking on me, make sure I'm okay. Uh, thanks to all the mothers out there. Congratulations to my nephew um, and his wife, Sam, who gave birth to their first son um, a couple weekends ago and my niece, Emily and her husband Michael giving birth soon, and my son Emily, well, congratulations, and my son Robert, and Emily and their kids. Their mothers all over the place, and the people who who um, may not even be mothers, who you know, just as um, they step in, fill that motherly role. They may not have children of their own. They step in, and you know, just everyone out there can kind of serve that same kind of role, that maternal instinct that we all can have. And so, absolutely. Um, Cooper, I want to thank you for being on here. Thank you for having me on. Now I can tell my mom to relax and get off your case. I, know, I swear I never told her that. I was just like, yeah. Yeah, you did. Mr. You know, Bucon always mentions it, but I don't know if he's ever going to have mm -hmm. it. I yeah, I know. I had, to, I had to do it before the end of the year. Like, I just leave one of this thing. Hey, you can, um, not you, Cooper, but you know, the people who are listening, hey, you can check out my my blog on ajbucon.com. Got all my stuff up there. Got links to other episodes episodes of the podcast on there I actually have a new merch store which i'm really excited about the proceeds from the clothing 
goes to my classrooms. Just wanted to let people know and the pictures that I have on the back of the, the wall, like live a great story. That's a lot of pictures on that back wall, but it's anyhow, a, he's got a ton uh, of pictures. Yeah, you, right see, you have to say it to believe it, but anyhow, um, it's, um, <clears throat> 500 mile corner store it's on etsy and there's a link there on that if you want to check it out um i think the best thing we can do now is we're kind of closing it out here is just remember it is a crazy world out there and we don't always know what what issues people are carrying around what challenges they face everyone is either starting a portion of their story they're in the middle of it or something's closing up and we never know where they are so make sure we treat everyone with kindness and respect and you know do like my man cooper here Make the world a better place just by being here. All right. Thanks for listening.